An uplifter is a compelling leader who tries to breathe life and hope into people around them. Who listen and care and guide and help. Whose way of being in the world inspires. Who uplifts with humor and understanding. Who leads by example. Don't judge. Vulnerable. Bold determination. Who are here to create a better world. Who can learn and teach. Who encourages you. Who shines their light to lead other people. Who uses their best self in order to help others. And the life that I like and I work toward that. We are all uplifters. Mwah, big love. I'm Robin Hopkins. I'm an actor, a writer, a podcast host, and I happen to be the gal behind the Substack page, Shit I Learned from My Crappy Childhood, where you can find stories about, let's say, parenting, finances, taking care of yourself, basically, you know, that journey of life. And I hope to be your fun auntie who shares that little bit of wisdom, and I do mean a little bit, that I've learned along the way, but I'm going to share it with you in a, we're having a cocktail at the bar kind of vibe. So that's me. And today I'm so excited to be here with Aransas again. Hi. (laughs) I'm Aransas Savas and I'm the host of the Uplifters podcast. I also have the Substack community. We've got a whole thing going here. My background is as a mindset coach, professional facilitator. I've worked in behavior change and motivational strategy for the last 20 years. I've worked with companies from Weight Watchers for many years, also lots of other big brands that you might be familiar with to help them create experiences that meaningfully motivate their customers. I did a long tour with Oprah as part of her coaching team right before the pandemic. Lots of fun stuff. But now I'm really focused on supporting and celebrating the uplifters. And when I say uplifters, what I mean is inspiring purpose-driven women. And so on our podcast, Substack, we're really looking at how these amazing women keep going despite Mm. inevitable hiccups, despite feelings of self-doubt, despite all of despite, the, despite, <laughs> despite, despite, despite <laughs> everything that happens in our society that makes it hard while trying to, you know, like be moms and partners and do all the other things in life. And so we just learn from each other and it's pretty amazing. Well, and I'm learning from you. Like we randomly met and we've already done one collaboration together. So if you haven't listened to that one, you got to go back and listen to it. And it's on both of our sub stacks. But we were just like, we have to do another show together. We, we just have to. And so we started chatting about goals. Yeah. And it's funny. This is kind of like my hot time of year because yes. <laughs> everybody wants to talk about goals in January, which I always think is really mm-hmm. interesting because in a lot of ways, we're not really wired to do total resets at this time no. of year. You know, I mean, like, I think naturally it's, it's like maybe winter. A- we're all hibern- hibernating. We have colds. Exactly. Both you and I have colds right now. <laughs> That's why we sound so sultry. I know. Um, <laughs> I just sound like a, a bad smoker. I'm like, <laughs> you sound like all like Brenda Vaccaro. I do not. I, I can't pull that off. You're welcome. Thanks. I really like Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> I just, I just, and you can't see this. I kicked my leg up like some little debutante <laughs> when you called me Brenda Vaccaro. That's how much I like her. Yeah, it it's a weird time for it because what we really want to do is. is hibernate. But it's a good time for reflecting. Yes. Well, but don't you think, I always think that there's like two times a year when people are like, 
oh, I got I got to start again. It's 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 this time of year, and then it's also the fall. Like it's that mm-hmm. we've been on this mm-hmm. schedule since back to school since we were what three it, like, kids. Now it's two, so it's. I think that there's this natural feeling of like, oh, I better get my shit together. But like you're saying, it may not be the best time to do it. But here we are. So I I feel like part of the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you is because you got to take advantage of when you've got that energy. And when there's like a global push or like, you know, a community push, I do think that that all the people around you being like, what do you want to do for 2024? It just makes it easier in some ways to to try to move it forward, even though it's freezing out and there's no sun and all those things. Totally. I think it's a great time, too, for thinking about what we want more and less of and Mm -hmm. getting really clear with what's working for us and what isn't. And action doesn't all have to happen now, right? It's a it's maybe a better time for reflection, for consideration. And like my whole my whole practice is built around this idea of experimentation. And so I'm constantly nudging people to just try shit on, see how it feels. I, love, I wish people like could it. see the little dance you're doing while you're doing it. Just doing like a little little, little hip shake. Dance, that's right. <laughs> do it again if you like it. Don't if you don't. Um, Somehow that makes it more palatable if you do a little right. dance. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. We should all just wiggle our shoulders when we say hard things. <laughs> but I do, I think it's like we get so caught up in, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And especially because I work with so many purpose-driven women, so much of, so many of the questions that come up are like, well, is this the right purpose? Is this the thing that will change my life? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. If it leads you to the next thing, it's the right thing. That's what I, yeah. that's the way I look at it. Uh, so I, I was looking back, somebody just asked me the other day about my 2024 goals. And I was like, what are they? And I was like, I know I had them. And then I, I remembered that I, I like, I'm a huge proponent of what I call the great Robin plan. And I break it down and like, I have like, kind of like a, like a mission statement at the top of like what I would love to see myself in five years. And then I break it down. I try to break it down for the year and quarterly. So I can say, all right, well, if I want to get here by the end of the year, then it's probably I've got to be here by the third quarter and I got to be here halfway. Then it really lends itself to what I want to work on. And I thought, Robin, why have you not taken your own advice and gotten out your great Robin plan and updated for 2024? Because it's also a really great time to look back on what did you get? And what didn't you get out of the things that you hoped for the previous time that you did it? And that's what made me think of the plan when you said what you just said, because I was like, I know that some things I wanted, I didn't get, or some things I was shooting for, but other things that I didn't even think were possible showed up for me. And I think that that's all about the intention of writing something down. Like Mm -hmm. it, it, it just creates a space where even other things can show up. I agree so much. And for me, the big learning from last year was mm. to say what I want. Yes. Like that's it. Just say it. And we can say it on paper, but it's even more powerful if we like say it to other people. Or Do you need to say it to a lot of people to remember? Because I feel like the more goals I have or the more nuanced they are, the easier they are for me to, to slip away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I write them down too, because it's like, I, I think my mind goes so fast and I'm thinking of so many different things. And I don't mean that in like a ooh, humble brag way. I just mean, it's like insanity inside my head. And if I don't write it down, it grounds me. Mm-hmm. I'm not grounded if I don't write it down. Well, or it gets, it, I think about the one degree of difference all the time, right? So we just start to like slip into old patterns. Yes. And for me, it's always about like, how do I keep myself courageous? And how do I keep myself coming back to what I want to become, what I'm working toward instead of just what I've always been? Yeah. 
So I love that phrase, how do I keep myself courageous? That's beautiful. But I also am thinking about like, because it's like when we we did like a pre-call about what do we want to talk about? But I like I was I'm thinking about like, what's the line between hustling and moving and then not being in the moment? And I think sometimes like setting up goals and and setting up things that can be so like, for me anyway, I end up not being like satisfied with anything that I have because I'm always thinking of that thing I need to get. So I'm curious how you how you handle that. I think it's hard. And it's something I, I struggle with too. And for me, I guess what I'm trying to do to make success is <laughs> to both stretch myself and appreciate. Maybe the training we need, and again, the practice, right? The more we do it, the more it becomes the normal, is to appreciate and grow. Mm. And we've sort of set ourselves up maybe through life to appreciate or grow or gotten messages that that's how the path looks. But I actually think that each is stronger and we know more about what we want more of if we're in that place of appreciation and presence. Yeah, it reminds me of, I don't know if you're familiar with the artist way, but mm-hmm. I've done it several times in my life. Like, and I, I love it so much. It's like, it has always opened up so many doors for me, but they have the thing where each morning you're supposed to do morning pages. And I use the word supposed to because sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And the idea is like three handwritten pages. I type them because my handwriting is like, it just hurts my hand. It's like a chicken, but you're not supposed to stop. You're not supposed to correct anything. You just like, it's like a blurt. And the idea is to get all the crap out of your head. And then once a week, you're doing an artist way, an artist date. And the idea of that is to bring in art, to bring in things that will. And it reminds me of what you just said is that idea of like appreciation and growth. Like you need to do the work, get things out. And then you also need to do like the gratitude side of it to maybe stay grounded. Yeah, I think that's exactly right because it gives us a chance to actually listen to our hearts and our guts and not just go with momentum. Yeah, I'm not so good at that. I'm just going to call myself out like as in not good at all. The only reason I'm any good at it is because I have friends who make me better at it. And well, community, right? Right, exactly. I have friends who are like, that's not what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Exactly, exactly. Who asked you? Like the person I'm thinking of specifically is maybe the nicest human I know. Yeah. And every time she does that, I want to just strangle her. No, I have like a little inner eye roll. And then I'm like, she's right. Don't you hate that when people are right? Oh, it's so annoying. I hate it when I'm wrong. Really? It's not. (laughs) It's not my favorite. (laughs) But the truth is, I have to do both of those things. I have to be reflective. The other thing I do is I lead so many reflections. That that is helpful. mm -hmm, Because I force myself to do them most of the time when I'm leading. Yeah. And really without it, I wouldn't. Yeah. That's very 12-steppy. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. the whole idea that you do service and doing service is really a gift for yourself because it like anytime that I do like 101 calls with people for podcasting all the time and I always find I'll be like, why have I stopped doing that? Why did I stop promoting the show in that way? Or why did I stop doing that work? Because I am telling her to do that. And it's like a nice reminder for me. Yeah. And we need those to bring ourselves back, I suppose. So when you do your Robin The Great vision, Robin Plan. Yes. <laughs> what inputs or what's the what's the process for that for you? So I break it down into buckets. So like I have my acting career, I have podcasting, I have writing goals, and then I'll have like, professional goals. 
this past time that I did it was the first time I ever put self-care on there, which is really telling about my personality. (laughs) But I I, I decided to add that in because I was like, no, that should be a part of it because self-care propels me forward. Like when I am like, like I have like a food, I have a food issue. And when I am like eating sugar, like in closets, so no one will see me, I'm definitely don't step out of the closet and then go do the next right thing. I absolutely don't. Then I just start beating myself up and I lay down like, I'll never get it done. You know, so it's like the self-care does inform me being able to do all the other stuff. So I try to put it in buckets and then I try to look holistically, like I said, for where I would like to be. I love that. What what about you? How do you, how do you manage? Uh, It's probably better than mine. I got one. No, (laughs) I like that. And I I do think a domain, I I think of those as domains, a domain-based approach always helps get really clear also about the interplay of these things. The thing I did last year that I really liked was I tried to think about like, okay, what's most important to me? And I created a set of filters for myself. And so I was like, well, my personal wellness, and that encompasses both mental and physical for me, is like top priority. That's the main, Mm. main thing. And then the well-being of my kids and my relationship with my husband, and then the impact of my work. And so I tried to stop my own tendency toward going with the flow or following the momentum by getting really clear on what my three filters were. And so what I did last year is when somebody would invite me to participate in something or to take a role in some way in something, I tried to get really good at saying, that sounds amazing. Let me call you back (laughs) tomorrow (laughs) because my tendency is to say yes. And then I was trying to stop the train, my big yes train then I would try to ask myself, okay, really, Aransas, is this better for you physically and mentally? Yeah. Is this going to be better for your kids' well-being and your your relationship? Is this going to be better for the impact of your work? And when I really sat there and assessed on those three filters, I had a pretty strong sense of what was a yes and what was a no. That's it. I still That's interesting. Yes That's really interesting. That, that weren't yeses. The other thing I try to do is I just really try to consider, like, what do I most need to learn? And for me last year, it was, it was, I need to learn how to say what I want and need. And I need to learn how to create networks of support to let things to live. Because I'm such a dreamer and doer that, and I move really fast. So I can, like you, it's like, Wee, I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to run, run with it. And I run. And then I'm like, oh, why am I so tired? And so I really tried to build that system of support. And honestly, those are the two things I want to do again this year. Is yeah, I just those are amazing. really practice saying what I want and need. And I want to keep building systems of support. I love the like, what do I need to learn is such an interesting question you know, in terms of like, because it's like, and I think I was like stumbling around that last year. Like some of it is wanting to be confident or like the thing that the thing that I think that I struggle most with that has been on my list for the last couple of years, but in different ways, because I like to give a word for my year. And last year, my word was inevitability. Not just like it's coming to me, but like it is inevitable. It's happening. It's like what I'm trying to sort is the idea that I'm always from my childhood, I have this idea that if I am not steering the ship, we're all going to die, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, if I'm not if I'm not in the back and I don't have the rudder, so it's like, I'm always struggling with the concept of surrender. Like I just, it's nothing I can 
every once in a while I'll have like a glimpse of it. Like, have you ever seen those like TikTok videos where they where they take those little like they almost look like those little balls that come in that Japanese tea, and then they put water in them and then they float things in and make these vases. But you know when you take those and like you put them in your hand and then they just like you can kind of feel it and it's slippery and then it just then they're gone. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about surrendering. Like every once in a while, I'll have a glimpse of like, oh, if I were to just let go right now the universe will provide, somebody will provide. But it's like, I can only see it for a second. So it's like, I want to keep working on that because it's like that cross between if I don't do it myself, I'm never going to make it. I'm not, it's not going to happen and trusting. And so I keep putting these fancy words like inevitability and it's, I'm still struggling with it. So it's like, I would love to, I'd love to have that be part of my 2024 is figuring out how to tackle letting go and trusting. Like there's a thing in the artist way where she talks about, she said, you have to pray for the bus to come and then you have to run to catch it. Mm. And I have yet to be able to find that balance. I'm just always mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. and I want to run less and mm-hmm. build community and trust other people to come in and help me. Because I think the more people you can bring into your dreams, the bigger the vision goes. I said a yeah, lot. That you did. And I think it's so big for so many of us. So as you were talking, the, the question that kept coming up for me was, well, what would it look like to trust more? What would actually be different if you were holding things more loosely? And you said one was, I would bring more community in. Yeah, that is, that'd be part of it. I think it would also look like I would be calmer and I would like, and I think that would create space for me to, in a in a weird way to do more. And I, I was practicing with that last year because me and a group of friends did the artist way together. And I started practicing with saying to myself in the morning, like, you know, you're tired today. It's okay. You can be gentle. What the weirdest thing happened, I was actually more productive on those days. Imagine that when you weren't pushing When I wasn't pushing. Create energy. Yep. Yeah. So so it's like almost like, what's that martial arts? It's like, is it jujitsu where you are like, where you move with people's energy and you Mm -hmm. flow, like instead of trying to block a punch, you move with it. I feel like I'm all the time like, like so tense. And it's like, Trying to like go with the flow is definitely part of what I want for 2024. That sounds very clarifying too. Like when you say that, it it's something that you could practice throughout the day. And to me, that like these big higher order shifts and sort of how we've lived and interacted with the world for our entire lives, the only way those change is not by us forcing them to change. Right. Yeah. So exactly as you said, it we can't like will it to happen. We can't hope for it to happen. I try really hard though, Aransas. I try really hard to will it. (laughs) I know, I know. And you are really powerful and I'm sure you've (laughs) willed a lot of things to happen. And some of this stuff is just like bigger than will. And exactly. And it's exhausting to try to will things to happen. And so that's where I always come back to this idea of practice. For me, the practice of saying what I want and needed fit into sort of two main buckets because that that was like my big old well-trained thing was to not need, to not want, to not ask, sure. to not cause any waves or problems. <laughs> it fell into... Because you know how many people are nodding right now. Everyone's like, I know, I, hope so. I know. I so. I'm glad I'm not alone. Thank you. It fell into two main buckets. One was at home and saying really awkward things. And I have said so many awkward things in the last year. (laughs) There was a period during dinner where at some point during dinner, I would say something bizarre every night, I think. But it would usually start with, this is not about you. 
This is about the fact that I'm feeling really irritable today. And I think I'm going to feel better if I just tell you that. Mm. But I love that, though, because if you don't say that this is not about you, then the irritable, like it's just everybody feels people. Yeah. Yes, I think and I'm you're just coming it. for I am people. not as good at that as Never. I thought I was. Never. No. no. Like, probably not good at all. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's like, and I know I'm horrible at that. Like, if I'm mad at myself, I'm mad at everybody. And that's not fair. No. So I practiced it in my family, and then I practiced it out in the world. And every time I had a dream for something, I just said it. And I made a lot of reels last year. <laughs> I'm just me being like, oh my gosh, this is something that's important to me. And it really allowed people to show up for me. And it helped me really normalize this practice of saying what I want and need. And it is no coincidence that I got so much of what I wanted and needed last year. Yes. You know what I think is so interesting is we're both talking about two different ways to writing it down for yourself, mm-hmm. speaking it out loud, mm-hmm. like two different ways to practice speaking into the world yeah. what you want or need. And I think it's, I just think however you do it, right? A song about it, I don't care. It's its so important because I just think without it, it's gone in a month, if that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I why resolutions die. Poor resolutions. I mean, it's so funny. they're the worst. Every client I had... Last week, I started with something around like, okay, it's a new year. How are you feeling about things? And every single one of them was like, resolutions don't work. I was like, yeah, yeah. I know. How was it going to make you make a <laughs> no resolution? Kidding. That's why we don't just meet in January. It's why we meet throughout the year. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, I, you know, I think, I think there's been this sort of collective reckoning with the idea of resolutions. Like we finally get it collectively. Yeah. It's a crap idea. It just sets it us is. up to feel really bad about ourselves. Because you can't you can't change a habit overnight. It's just no. not possible. No. And again, my resolution of sorts last year was really a practice. It was something I got to practice every single day at least once. Yeah. And so I'm curious for you what the practice of I'm like uh oh. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to do this to you. <laughs> no, it's good. It it's out. good. It's good. I'm starting to sweat. Everything's great. Everything's good. Keep going. <laughs> I, should, I should write that on my business card. I make people uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> Want to sweat? <laughs> make an appointment. Give a call. So what would the practice of trusting and holding more loosely look like on a daily basis? Such a good question. And I'm not sure I know the answer. I mean, I know, I think I have an image of, and I, I, I think about this a lot of like, remember they used to tell you to like put a rubber band around your wrist and you'd snap it every mm-hmm. time you wanted a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So it was like one of the ways they tell people to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. I have an image of a virtual version of that. Like when I, like when my, when I, my shoulders are up and I have the shoulder earrings and I'm, you know, and I'm stressed <laughs> and I'm being mean to people or I find myself eating. It's almost like I need the negative to know I need to reset. Like, that's Mm -hmm. all I can think Mm -hmm. of is that, Mm -hmm. like, when I have an indication that I add in practices to reset. I also know that there's certain practices that I do and then I fall off with and then I start again. And then I, you know, I have a lot of judgment about that. But then I try to just be like, no judgment. You're starting again, you know, of like meditation, journaling in the morning. Like, I know I'm a better and I'm in a better place when I'm doing those things. Mm-hmm. So I, it's some of it is is putting practices in place that allow me to to get all the crud out of my head mm-hmm. so that I can be 
calmer and more open. But I don't know what it is beyond that. I, I know. I, I don't know. So if I can play back a couple of things I heard here. Number one Please. is that self-care stuff, right? And really yep. showing up for the practices that make you feel your best. And doing the work to understand why you don't do them sometimes. Because, it, right, there's a reason you don't do them. And it's likely contextual. Maybe you get busy. Maybe the place. Maybe the time. Maybe Right? There's some reason either you're not getting enough benefit out of it or it's not convenient enough because that's always what it comes down to. Sure, sure. And so there's something that's getting in the way of it or maybe you're getting scared of it, right? Like there's there's something getting in the way or you would be doing it all the time. So yeah. it's understanding like what those patterns are, what what makes it easier for me to do it, what makes it harder for me to do it. And that that may be the first and the most important thing. But the other thing I'm hearing you say is, I know what that feeling of I'm about to go into my control habit is, right? So mm. and habits, right? We're always talking about a trigger or cue followed by a habit followed by a reward. So you get that like shoulders by the ear feeling. Yeah, yeah. And then you respond to that in some habitual way that you've probably responded to it your entire life. And then you get maybe the reward of feeling a sense of control or agency. Uh, yeah. And right. And yeah, so, absolutely. So that pattern is well rehearsed. And so what you're saying is, I know what that pattern looks like. And now I'm going to know that I'm still going to have that moment of shoulders by the ears, but I want to try to create some alternative path from that. And so I think the more specific you can get with yourself about when that happens and the more awareness yeah. you build of when and where, what relationships, what moments in your life that's happening, the more you can start to think about alternative responses so that yeah. when it happens, you get a chance to practice this new way of being. The specificity, I think, is really important. I think I think I'm going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to break out the Great Robin plan and I'm going to do my my year update because it's time. And I think the wellness bucket needs to go up top because I like your filter, like like starting at the top and getting more narrow. Because I do think that everything comes out of that. And I think that that's part of the surrender idea. And then I think I want to look at ways to build in specific goals that like, or like things around surrendering within the goals, like so that everything doesn't have to be me running to catch the bus. You know, what's the, what's the other part of it? You know, because I do, I do believe in the work. Like, it's like I'm, I'm a hustler in my heart, but it's, it's just when the hustle turns into if I don't do this, I'm bad or wrong. Mm -hmm. Like that's the piece that I'd love mm -hmm. to let go of. What I'm doing is enough. And, you know, so I said, so I feel like a lot of my goals for 2024 are really like jumping. Like I want to trust that I'm good enough and go big at every audition. Trust that I know what I'm doing and submit things. Trust that it's good enough and put it out into the world. Like mm -hmm. just those kinds of, because I'm already doing the work. That's all happening. Yeah. Like, you know, like there was like a moment that fairly recently where one of my podcasts, which happens to be the one that I produced that is my income. And we may be doing less episodes this year, which means less money. And I started to panic and I started to like, started to build out this whole like, be, you know, like if this happens then this. And then I like in the middle, I was talking to my wife and in the middle of it, I just stopped because I was like, you know what? Actually, I know how to do a plan B. I don't need to practice for this one bit. Like if this happens, I've got a path. I have some ideas. 
but I'm going to actually just stay over here in what's going on right now. And I'm not going to worry about that future that's coming, which is, I think, counterintuitive for a lot of people because I'm usually so worried about the future. Yeah. And it served you well, I'm sure, your entire life sure. based on what you've said here to think three steps ahead of the po- worst possible outcome. A hundred percent. But it, I don't need to do that right now. Like, I'm, like we're set up in a way that I don't need to live that way. And so it's and I'm not 12 anymore. You know, it's like I like everything's safe. Everything is fine. Like my producer on, on Well Adjusting, she's always like she has little notes around the house that say like you are safe, you are loved, you are, you know, and I just I think of that like just when when you're triggered, remembering like you're not in that time. Like I'm not 12 anymore. We're not poor. I'm not at home with my mom. Like I'm safe. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. And I know what I'm doing. So it's like just like maybe my word for the year is trust. It's the more we talk about it. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like your life is already going to start crying. Really <laughs> it's like we're on Oprah. It's a good time of year for that. Um, <laughs> I did the shoulders again. Did you have the shoulder uh, dance? I love it. It is, I think, underneath everything you've said is this reminder that all of these situations are happening as an opportunity for you to trust. And talk no, about I, I could use less opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what life is. I know, I know. That's all life is. But I learned a, a new acronym this weekend. AFGO. AFGO. Okay. Another effing growth opportunity. Oh, ain't that, ain't that I the know. truth? Ain't that the truth? It's like I'm used to that. You know that that phrase, like God doesn't give you more than you can handle. I I used to be like, you know, like God needs to stop having so much faith in me. Like I don't actually need more <laughs> right now. Like slow your roll, God. Learning, I'm good. But that's it. But the whole of life, right? I do believe that if I can keep myself in a place of like, all right, this is for me, that it feels easier to ride those waves. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, I think what you were saying before is you're here to learn. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so, okay, this thing may go away or change, but what does it open up space for? And I just got off the phone with another client who... She's going through major career change, totally amazing woman, done all sorts of really interesting things in her field. And she's going to this big event with all these fancy people and she has to introduce herself. And she was really focused on like, what do I say to people about who I am now? Now that I'm walking That's in- That's so interesting. With, right? And I talk to a lot of women who that's on their minds a lot. Like, how do I, yeah. how do I introduce myself? Your one sentence that you say to everyone about who you are. Yep. That elevator pitch. It's awkward. It's, I'm terrible at it. I feel like even if I rehearse it, it comes out really goofy and doesn't even feel true. And so I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we talked about was this thing I learned to do a while back that I felt like was the most important thing I had ever learned how to do. And I'd kind of forgotten about it until today. So that's why I want to tell you about it because I feel like it's useful, maybe useful for you too, which is that I know that my superpower is just helping other people feel seen. And when Uh, I really see people, they feel amazing. And I feel amazing because I'm like in my space of genius. Yeah. And when I let go of what am I going to say or what am I going to do in interactions and just really set that strong intention to be in my superpower crazy magical things happened. Yes. It's and so, so that's true. really what I want to carry in now to this year is it's just, I'm just going to see people. Yeah. And just try to and be, just, like, and goes by, be in just it. Be, just go yeah, for it. Just be in it. Yeah. 
And yeah, that doesn't so mean funny. I'm not going to let myself be seen. I'm not going to keep saying what I want to need, but I'm also going to not worry if I'm saying the right thing or sound yes. good. And I take that into my work of like, mine is always like, oh, do they think I just did that stupid? Did does that like, duh. and it's so funny. Like I, I was saying that I did these, I do these like meetings with casting directors to try to like, you know, get opportunities and, you know, show work to my agents and stuff. And I did one right before Christmas. I was the least I was prepared of the other ones that I've done previously. I was like two minutes before I went into the Zoom, I was like, I'm going to go for it. I just went as big as I wanted to go. I went as big as I go when no one is looking. I didn't make myself smaller. I went for it and I finished and I just looked at the guy and he said, I have no notes. He was like, he said, I'm going to start calling you one take Rob. And he goes, that was near perfect. And I was just like, I like, I've never gotten that feedback ever. And I was just like, you know, and so it's like, I'm, br- I'm trying to bring that bigness. I want to bring the bigness and I want to bring that. I don't care what you think about me, you know, in into every audition, into every writing piece. And, you know, like I want the critic to go to sleep, mm-hmm. you know, to go take a nap. I can't make you go away, but I can put you in a corner and I or can at least say, recognize not, not right, you, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I see you. Oh, yeah. You're, you're hey. fine. Cool. But no, thank you. I'm just going to go be. Yeah. Not right now. <laughs> it's, I have a vision of my critic or like my it's like sometimes it's like me as like a six-year-old like and I'm wearing these like little Levi's and I got like my tomboy haircut and it's like bleach blonde and I think of her in a room and she starts to come out and then I I try to like like just remember how they tell you when you have a, a young kid that you're supposed to like get down at their eye level and you talk to them so it's like I try to get down on the eye level like in my head I'm doing all this real weird stuff and I'll just be like no it's not time for you to get up right now why don't you go take a nap you go lay down and it's it's not time for you. I'm I'm glad you're here, but it's not time for you. Like everything's good. That I used that so many times last year and it helped me so much to not get into my head and start a dialogue about how much I suck. Mm-hmm. Cuz it it's like you I can get there so fast. <laughs> I can go from 0 to I suckville and in like yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's like and, and then the more I practice with not doing it, not not doing it is I can see things opening. Yeah. And it's like, I think maybe that's all a new year is, mm. is more times to practice repeating our new ways of being yeah. consciously. Well, I need to write all of this down because I feel like I think I have it succinctly, but I don't. But I think that sometimes when I don't have it succinctly, that means I don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. own the idea. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm definitely going to go from here and I'm going to I'm going to update the Great Robin plan after I go to the store to get paint. But then I'm definitely going to do that. But I, I want to ask like you, we, you and it does. I, like, and I feel like you're really clear about yours too. So, but we talked about this whole concept of this idea of like maybe creating some community between our yeah. two Substacks and the people who are interested. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, I really do believe that saying what we want to need is a secret to creating it. And whether it's with ourselves or with others, like we said, whether it's writing it or saying it out loud makes this stuff real and it helps us see where we're getting in our own way or where our old patterns are getting in our in our way. And if I'm a big believer in the power of milestones and just regular check-ins. And so we thought it would be kind of cool to get together on a quarterly basis and check in with one another and say, so what is it for you? How are you like, what's working? What's getting in the way? Are you trusting? Are yeah. you, are you, what are you, you know, following your flow? Yeah. Yeah just as a bit of a of a forcing function to help us create more consciousness. Because like you said, the whole world is kind of creating a consciousness for us right now by being like, so much a resolution. And every piece of content in our feed is something 
about intention setting. And everybody's got a different name for it, but it all kind of boils down the same. I know. It's all the same. I know. It's all the same thing. And then spring comes and nobody's talking about it. And I say this yeah. as somebody who worked in the weight loss industry for 18 yeah. years. I was going to say, I worked with Weight Watchers too, but I think a lot differently than you did. I just went and stood <laughs> I did on that scale. Too. I did that too. <laughs> who hasn't done Weight Watchers? <laughs> exactly. But I can tell you, everybody showed up the end of January. Everybody thought they'd show up the first week of January. They all showed up the end of January. And then I didn't see them again until September. And so the key here is to be mindful and aware of this stuff as an integrated practice, not as like some big ta-da idea that then we go and shame ourselves sick over in September and then again in January. So what we also talked about this idea of we're going to create a Google Doc where people can and you're going to see it, the link is in this post, in the Substack post. But the idea is that you'll be able to share your goal for yourself, give us your email address, and then we're going to like create a little community for these quarterly check-ins. Yeah, I think it'd be really fun to, whether it's in email or we actually get together on Zoom for a little bit and talk about this stuff to just help ourselves kind of get out of our own way and learn from each other. I also think it's just really nice to be around other people who are like, yeah, some things are going well, some are not. I'll tell you a fun fact. Yep. There's this thing called the oscillating narrative. And they did this longitudinal study on people's stories and people who told their family stories as a series of ups and downs were mm-hmm. vastly more successful over generations than the families who told their stories as everything was awful or everything was amazing. And I think that's basically what we do for each other when we're in community around this stuff is we just normalize, oh, everybody has ups and downs. It's hard for everyone. And, oh, look, there's more stuff going great than I realized. I love that. You know, if we get enough interest and we do like a like a Zoom meeting every quarter, we could be talking about, oh, like, hey, I, I'm flaming out on this. Here's some tips. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like that knitting circle of like, oh, well, I had that problem. And here's what I did. I just like, I think that's what's so wonderful about community. I agree. I'm a huge believer in it. I think nothing makes us stronger faster. I was used to talk about my, like if I, my daughter had tried to learn piano just by hitting keys, she would have taken decades to really figure anything out. (laughs) So we got her a class and the teacher said, oh, hey, this is what I learned. And she learned a lot faster. And then as she does it, she watches other people play and she learns even more. But it is, it's through other people that we accelerate the process of change. Absolutely. It takes me out of my own head. Yeah. And I can sometimes see something clearer when someone else is saying it. If we get enough interest and people are are into this, yeah. I think this could be a really cool thing. Regardless, me and Aransas are coming back to quarterly to talk about how we're doing on goals. Yeah. And maybe that'll yeah. help um, inspire something for you. I'm really excited to hear how the experimentation with trust goes. Yes, me too. Yeah. I think you'll get lots of chances <laughs> I, to practice. <laughs> I, I'm going to have a lot of chances to practice it. But I, I'm really interested about that question that you asked me about how I'm going to, spec- like how I'm going to write specificity of ways to practice. So I'll, mm. I'll, 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 I'll be reporting back on that. That's, that'll Yay. be in, in April. This will be so, so all right. Well, so yeah. I, this has been lovely, but I want to say to all of the uplifters who are listening, I'm ask you if you like to check out my Substack. If you aren't already subscribing, it's called Should I Learn from My Crappy Childhood? And like I mentioned, I also host a podcast called Well Adjusting, where each week we have a guest with a problem in the area of like finance or the workplace or self-help. Um, and we kind of pick it apart and we help folks see things in a different light. So you can check that out too. 
it's really good, Robin. I really love your podcast. I mean, and, and I love your stuff too. I just thanks. like, I love how we randomly met each other. And like, and now I'm like, we're, I'm obsessed with you. It's great. I love it. It's, it's so good. Listen to the first episode of this if you want to hear the whole backstory. <laughs> I think <laughs> I kind of assaulted Robin actually when I saw her. I was like, I know this woman. I'm not good at tempering my excitement. No, it was so good, though, because I'm horrible in those in those situations, like in like a networking situation. I'm really bad at it. So I need someone to like aggressively grab me. And it was and you didn't even do that. But like I need someone to be like, hey, otherwise I just wander over to the bar and then I go home. So (laughs) default. Yeah. Uh, What do we call it? Shitty childhood people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You called our audience uplifters like shitty childhood people. (laughs) I love it. That's I think that's kind of fun. Thanks, Angie. All right, people. Yeah, come over to the Uplifters. Uh, the women are so unbelievably inspiring and they're honest. I said to the same client earlier today, she she was talking about her own self-doubt and she was like, like, is there something wrong with me that I keep coming back to these old stories? I was like, no, you're just being truthful about something that most people pretend isn't happening because it's too yes. hard to acknowledge. And the thing I really love about our guests is that every single one of them at some point in the conversation is like, this is hard. It's hard in my own head to keep going. It's not the work. It's not all the external forces. It's my own mindset that gets in the way. And I just think it's so valuable to hear those stories. So yeah, come listen. These women are so crazy amazing. I'm a much better person because I listen to them over and over every week. Best reason I feel the same way. I feel the same way. To be a better person. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This was delightful. See you all in spring. Oh, and speaking of, if you're in New York in spring, May 17th, we're going to have like a big in-person spring awakening for the uplifters. So, Robin, I I hope you will join us. It's going to be so beautiful and bring your friends. Okay. We're all going to be there. We'll all be there together. Our whole community that we create, we're all coming. Thank you. Yes. And we'll all talk about our goals. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Uplifters podcast. If you're getting a boost from these episodes, please share them with the Uplifters in your life. And then join us in conversation over at theupliftherspodcast.com. Head over to Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast and like, follow, and rate our show. It'll really help us connect with more uplifters and it'll ensure you never miss one of these beautiful stories. Mwah! Big love. Painted water sunshine with rosemary and tongue. Dwell in the perplexing, though you find it vexing. Toss a star and hover, be your own best lover. Relish in a new prime, plant a tree in springtime. Dance with idle hindsight, bring the sun to twilight. Lift you up, whoa. Lift you up, whoa. Lift you up, 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 beautiful.
right? In the pre-chorus, uh, right? Uh -huh. I was like... <laughs> Mommy, I stop crying. Mommy, stop crying. You're disturbing the peace. 